It's all things MMA on KCLR all over again. My name is Ken McGuire, joined uh, as always this week by Miles Price, uh, who for video purposes is right there. How are you? You're on the left hand side. How are things? Hello. I am fine. Good. Excellent. All is good. The weather isn't too great, but sure, look, we'll survive. Most of us are stuck inside anyway, so. We don't mind it so much. Uh, Miles, uh, last week we were chatting with Tim Murphy. We had a, a lot of talk about the, the path to recognition for mixed martial arts in the country. This week, um, we're going back on, on what we touched on two weeks ago, which was UFC 259. It took place on uh, Saturday, just gone. We had three title fights and a, a fairly, fairly uh, handsome looking uh, early prelim card and prelim card but we're, we're going to kind of go back through the, the three big ones from the night because the 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 fallout from each one has very particular repercussions for um, the UFC and, and what's going to happen um, some surprises in the mix some absolute non-events as, as we had predicted in, in the second fight we look at but the first one uh, was the bantamweight title fight between uh, Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling. Uh, when we were looking at this one, uh, this would be Yan's first title defence. Uh, Aljo had worked his way up for that shot at the title as well. Um, uh, a little bit of animosity, I think, between the two before they before they got into the cage. Uh, Aljamain starting the, the sprightlier of the two, might have given him the first round. Yan being very super composed slow and steady wins the race type of vibe off him uh, until it took a very peculiar turn uh in the fourth round can you can you break it down for us what did you think i, I thought it was a great fight i thought yan was on the way to winning it looked like the aljo was starting to like run out of gas a little bit his high pace at the start um i think that he prepared for that high pace by the looks of it throughout uh his training camp but you know in a real life situation the crashes of emotions etc and he is an emotionally driven fighter like you know you can see that the tenseness he has in the cage you know so mightn't have been the best to have that kind of pace when your tendency to be a bit of an emotionally based fighter which he is uh, and it works for him you know but you have to play to your strengths and I feel that you know Jan looked like he was playing the long game and he was going to take him out like eventually I thought by the looks of it anyway um it seems like that there was a confusion in the corner. Like, I mean, Jan is a very experienced, uh, obviously he's the UFC champion. Like he's very, very experienced. He's well-schooled. Um, and it seemed like a very amateur amateur uh, move to do. Like it seemed like something you'd see uh, day one kind of competitor do. Like, and it, that does lead me to kind of what the combinators were saying. It could have possibly been uh, a confusion in the corner, and there's that language barrier there as well. I know that there's animosity beforehand, but I, I just can't see Yan being the type of guy to, you know, do something outlandish like that, you know, and just throw away his chances of keeping his title over a knee. I don't think he disliked him that much, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Aljo had a bit of like it's a normal amount of animosity you'd have like leading up to a competition, and. It just seemed like, you know, there was a confusion in the heat at the moment from Jan and there was something yelled from the corner like, um, you're allowed to knee him or something like that. And then he just did it. And yeah. maybe that was it. Like he's like, fighters are conditioned like that too, you know, where, you know, the corner says something, they listen, you they act. React. It's not really a conscious thing. Like it's a subconscious thing where it's just like, you just do what the corner says. If you're trained and schooled as like an, as an athlete like that, which I feel like Jan is, 
then he would have just automatically done what his corner would have told him to do. And I think that's possibly where it came from. Yeah. What we what we should say uh, to people as well, this incident in, in particular comes from an illegal knee uh, on a downed opponent, which um, obviously you, you try to knee a downed opponent uh, in mixed martial arts under the unified rules. Uh, it's deemed an illegal strike. It was deemed intentional at the time because the referee had advised Jan that uh, Algermain was down. So he's on he's on the ground, his, his hands are down or his knees are, are, are touching the ground. Jan unleashes this knee and referee has to step in. There seemed to be a long time before the the fight was the fight was called. I, I kinda got the impression that the ref was was waiting to see if, if Aljo was was going to continue or wanted to continue. Uh, and then it became very apparent that any time he tried to move or tried to stand up, um that this wasn't going to work out. And we've seen fighters get knocked out and recover quicker and be back on, on their feet quicker. It seems a little, a little, I don't know, a little scary, really, the way it unfolded. I don't want to come across now. I, I mightn't be gathering any Aljo fans after this new statement, but I mean, <laughs> uh, it did look like he kind of played that a little bit. Maybe he was, like, to me, like, you know, it, it looked like he was definitely hurt. Mm-hmm. Did he kind of did, did he kind of uh, kind of go the extra mile to just get the title? I don't know. Like I'm just throwing it out there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like you know, like, that's controversial. It is like you know, yeah. but it, like uh, unless you're like completely like you know and all that. Like a lot of fighters, you just see. Like I've seen guys get worse illegal shots than that. Get up and move on. Yeah. And I think we could all anybody that's watched MMA for a long time has seen that. I'm not downplaying the extra the the how extreme that knee was. And how it might may have damaged him, but did he because he's an emotionally based athlete weigh up the risk and reward and just go? You know, I just think I'll just stay down here and get take. the title and <laughs> just defend it and get him next time. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's 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 the first time that a title in the UFC has changed hands from a from a disqualification. You know, there was there was kind of talks of things harking back to uh, WWE side of things and professional wrestling where if you were in trouble and you didn't want uh, to lose your title, the easiest way not to lose the title uh, was to get DQ'd or, or have the fight ruled a no contest and, and nothing would change hands. Is the obvious path now to uh, book the two of them uh, DQ at every fight. No, no problem. Done. The, the easiest way to win titles. Uh, is 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 the obvious path now to rematch uh, to rematch the two? Uh, like uh, Sterling was, uh, I think when they looked at the scorecards, he was down on two of the three judges' scorecards. If the strike, if the strike hadn't kind of happened the way it did, it's very possible that. Jan could have had a point deducted uh, if if it hadn't been called. He could have had a point deducted, maybe have two points deducted uh, for for the intention behind it. On the scorecard side of things, that would leave them pretty much level going into the fifth. Uh, I think, which which kind of evens out the fight that that little bit more. Is the obvious path now to to book them as soon as possible and get this done again? Well, yeah, I think that that's the obvious road to go. You know, I think Jan was clearly on the road to win in that fight, personally. Yeah. Like, you know, I think he was going to win, and I, I feel like that it's the obvious. Yeah, that's going to happen for sure. It's probably not going to be for about three months because he's going to get 
because of the knee and the nature of the knee, I think he's going to be uh, suspended for a couple of months, I'd say, okay. on medical. So There's certain expectations about people defending uh, defending a title. Uh, I'm sure he's happy that he has the title there in, in a way. I know in, in the immediacy of it, he was handed the belt, it was put around him uh, and he just stripped it off and he threw it on the ground. He's like, look, this isn't, this isn't how I wanted to do this. He will come into this technically as the champion um albeit the kind of circumstances are are a little bit weird would you expect to see would you expect to see a champion's performance from sterling in order to cement that title as his oh man i i don't know i think that i think that jan will come in with a point to prove okay i think that i think that jan is going he's probably sitting at home going that motherfucker played that fucking card. He played that fucking card. He's gonna go to the He's gonna go to the That's what I'd be thinking anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's the competitor in me that try would try and find a, a hole in somebody's mental game, yeah. which it is pretty much, I suppose. I'd be thinking along those lines for Jan. You know, like he's shown weakness there. He could have gotten up and gotten through that. He yeah. chose to take the easy way out for the title. I'm going to show him who the real champ is next, and I think that'll probably be what what happens. I'd say. Okay, second fight uh, on the night, or the the second, the penultimate fight on the night, uh, was the women's featherweight title: Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson. Uh, there's a couple of things off off the back of this fight. Going into it, we figured that there was no other possible outcome other than Amanda Nunes will win this fight. And as soon as it started, it looked like. There is no other possible outcome other than Amanda Nunes is going to win this fight. And she did it very quickly, very cleanly as well. What did you think? Uh, it's just the same as always with Amanda Nunes. I just think that there's nobody really that seems to be a threat in the foreseeable future for her. Like, she's really, really dominant champion. She's the GOAT, like, I mean, in regards to... Like, she's taken everybody out. Like, I think she'd give... I think she'd give most guys a hard time. I think she probably does in the gym, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think that was ref I think that was referenced to as well in the uh in the commentary side of things. And I know you had alluded to it as well. It's a, it's uh ATT is where she's training out of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that it's uh it's it's a dangerous place to be in a sparring room with Amanda, male or female, I think. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be like do you know the way you can kind of see up and coming um competitors coming up the ranks and you're like yeah. what give her give her ears who now you know there's just a, there's just nobody there like yeah. there's just nobody there right now so i mean yeah i just think that she's an amazing champion and she's probably going to you know it, it i know it's far-fetched to say because anything can happen in such a complex sport like mixed martial arts it's just that's why they say anything can happen it's a very complex uh, sport like you know so um but it's just you know, she just reminds me of Habib, the female version. It's just very hard to see her losing, like, you know what I mean? It's, True. She just seems to be far ahead of any, everybody else. Yeah, well, that's that's very true. I think on on both the bantamweight and the featherweight side of things. In the wake of it, uh, Megan Anderson will not have her contract renewed uh, by the UFC, so she's been let go, um, which means she's no longer part of the featherweight setup. And I know I had kind of. I had thrown the idea out um, a couple of weeks back that if this fight went by way of Amanda Nunes, that the women's featherweight division, without the likes of Nunes, without the likes of Chris Cyborg in there, um, 
is pretty much is pretty much done and dusted. Seemingly, uh, the, well, at least according to the the reports I've been reading this morning, that uh, they're looking at the featherweight division existing only as long as Amanda Nunes fancies defending that title. And other than that, barring uh, barring an official confirmation, uh, the division is done and dusted. Uh, Amanda has suggested that her next fight will be at uh, Bantamweight. She's going back to 135. She wants to get that. Uh, she wants to keep those title defenses uh, coming because, like, like we've well, we've we've suggested and, and speculated, there is nobody at at featherweight, and it's very possible that we have seen the last of that division within the UFC. I feel, I feel, I feel like that is the case. Yeah, I feel like that. It's uh, it's kind of one of those divisions that's dying out a bit. And look, if that's the way it's going, that's the way it has to be. Unfortunately, it's an entertainment-based business. It doesn't mean that it's right, but it's that's the sure. nature of the beast. Well, uh, some of the with, the with the entertainment side of things in mind, the last of the the last of the big fights in the main event uh, for UFC 259 was the light heavyweight uh, title fight between Jan Blachowicz and uh, Israel Adesanya. Adesanya as the current middleweight champion, moving up for a crack at the 205 title. Um, even despite the move up, Blachowicz was the betting underdog for this and he's been underdog for he's been underdog for quite a lot of his fights uh i know he had the win over dominic reyes to to pick up the to pick up the title i'm fairly sure he would have been the underdog for the dominic reyes fight as well but in a genuine contender in adesanya uh i i I see this as a as a really solid title defense for him disappointing for adesanya obviously the way that the result went i know we we'd spoken and and you'd spoken a good bit about um the 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 punching power that blakovich would bring Uh, but we saw him do we saw him very much play to his strengths particularly in the latter rounds when the takedown started coming and he finally got to the ground it was like okay i'm i'm the bigger guy here i'm gonna do what i can do i'm gonna hold him on the ground i'm gonna smother him a little i'm gonna you know, be heavy and going to take Adesanya's energy away from him. Um, and he came away with the title win. Or, or the, the, the defense, uh, Adesanya's handed his first professional loss. He says something along the lines of, uh, you've got to dare to be great. The loss didn't, you know, mean anything to him. He was the one that was willing to, to put it on the line. Um, it, was, it was a big fight. What, what did you make? Um, I feel like I uh, it went the way I expected it to go. You know, yeah. uh, I don't get every prediction right because, again, martial arts is very complex. Exactly. But I, I feel like that this, this one, yeah, <laughs> but this one definitely I felt like was going to go down this road. Uh, it was either Adesanya was going to keep distance and pick him off, or Jan was going to play the long game, grapple him in the later rounds, and kind of uh, take the win. And that's kind of what happened. And I also feel like that. Um, you know, he, uh, Jan actually did very well with the uh, the, um, the striking. You know, like he played the long game with Adesanya for quite a, a while, and it did seem like that when it, those some of those shots that Adesanya hit him with, um, I think they would have knocked guys out in middleweight. And I feel like he made a mistake in not taking a bit more time to put on some muscle. Like the size does matter. There's a reason why there's weight divisions, you know, and like I do not feel like Blahovich is a is better skilled wise. He has a strengths, obviously that don't match up well compared to Adesanya's, as was seen on the on, in the fight and it played out. But I mean, if they if 
if Blahovic was a middleweight, I think he would have been knocked out with some of those shots that Adesanya or rocked and finished and TKO'd, like, you know, with some of those shots that he hit him with. So I think Israel, I, I don't think it was a game plan thing. Like he was saying, like it was a bad day in the office. I feel like that he made a bad decision, I feel, or mm-hmm. he, could, he could have made a different choice leading into his fight camp and throughout his fight camp in regards to putting on that, that little bit extra size. Sure. Could have gotten him up from bottom. You know, and sometimes his arms were like he was opening up his inside position and his arms are up here and he wasn't, he, he didn't seem to have the strength or the technique base to get to like a solid underhook to get to inside position and fight to a single leg, kind of get that wrestle jits game going and, you know, threaten a couple of submissions to at least to get Blahovich to back up and make space and then exit. There was kind of none of that. And I feel like size... And maybe a little bit of grappling played into that too. Like he's only yeah. a purple belt, uh, Israel as well. Like, you know, people forget. And, and Blahovic was a black belt and a big black belt. Yeah. So a big black belt versus a, a kind of a scrawny compared to him purple belt, you know, tough, it, it didn't contest. really play out to us. But some of those, some of those things that you talk about, they, they strike me as, as going back to fundamentals. And we we've spoken about this before, particularly when you're on the ground. There's some there's some very basic things that you learn to do very early on, and those those seem to be those seem to be absent. He's he's quite he's quite he's quite technically adept, and I, I wonder do people kind of jump into the they go for the 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 kind of the technical way out first rather than take that time within the fight to go right back to the fundamentals and go okay well look if i can shift my hips here or if i can get my you know get my feet up here and get on and kind of move out of position um is is there is there a is there a fundamental element missing from from his game when he's when he's on the ground i feel like um this could almost be related to mcgregor's competition game you know, yeah. um, it's like there is a, like I'm sure if you saw Adesanya in the gym, you'd see him give black belts a hard time. You know, in the cage, it's very different. In a life situation, it's very different. If you're not used to competing and applying these skills in a live situation, then I, I don't feel like you're going to. There's going to be an insecurity kind of formed there that you may not be known of, may not know of, you know, and. Mm. Uh, this is being shown in fights with McGregor, who's primarily a stand-up distance sharpshooter striker that knocks lads out. It's being shown now with Adesanya that you put these, you put people into their most limiting factor of their game, their actual competitive game. Then there's going to be a confidence for the opposing the opponent, and there's going to be a lack of confidence for that. Uh, that other opponent like you know what I mean and I feel like that that's kind of shown through there a little bit and yes fundamentals do play a huge part I mean look at Habib's game it's not um, complex yes it's sambo based and it it looks a little bit different in regards to the wrestling mixed in with the trips which is judo based it's the hybrid but you know it, it he does the same thing over and over again and mm. it's it's amazing how people see that as like you know that's what's amazing is doing the really simple things correctly at the right time weight distribution is on point principles and concepts that are bred into you over a decade or more of training uh, and implemented in live live competition 
that's what becomes a wow, amazing performance, you know. And I feel like that that is a part of Israel's game that was missing. It wasn't a. I don't think he was owning it by saying it was a bad day in the office. Yeah. I don't think he was owning it. I think he seemed very humble. I think he was taking it well, but I don't think he owned it. I don't think he owned it. I don't think he went like, look, size did matter. I think he mentioned that, but he definitely could have went along down the lines of reflecting now and going, look, my fundamentals on the jiu-jitsu side of things were not on point. Um, I need to put some work in there, like, you know, mm. for the next time I, I compete. Not just, and this is the bit that's going to be difficult for him now. Um, when he goes back in there at middleweight, there's going to be a confidence with the contenders now. They're going yep. to have a, ah, there's a hole there now. There's a hole there now. I, I can, I can, and that, that play of energy is a huge part of the game. A huge part. If I was a middleweight contender and I saw that shit, man, I'd be starting my wrestling training right now. I'd be doing that shit right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely, like, so that's my input in here. <laughs> uh, any, any thoughts on, on what comes next for, for either? I mean, obviously, Blahovich is going to stay where he is at light heavyweight. Uh, Adesanya has said in the, in the wake of the fight that he will return to, to middleweight straight away. Um, he's also, like Nunes, has a, has a title to defend. He's kind of cleared out an awful lot of people around him. Robert Whitaker, maybe... Uh, a possibility for um, for Blahovich. I'm not. I'm not totally sure. I don't think Reyes will get a run in again. Thiago Santos lost uh, to Rakic at the weekend. Um, any any names that you you think might make an appearance in front of either fighter later this year? Oh, I'd have to look at that. I'd have to look at the light heavyweight division. If I was being honest, which you kind of haven't really looked into the depth of the yeah. contenders in in a while, you know. It doesn't seem to be Bellator seem to be uh, have a deeper light heavyweight division than the UFC do now. Not to take anything away from Blahovich, but I mean, taking out DC and Jones, I mean, you know, it's not really as exciting as what it used to be, is it? You know. True enough. True enough. Well, look, we're likely to see both men uh, fight again. I would imagine at some stage, uh, heading into the autumn or into the winter side of things. That's the wrap up uh, for UFC two fifty nine. Miles, if if people want to catch up with you directly, I know we've we've spoken about the training side of things before. That obviously continues for yourself. Uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch? Just Miles Price MMA for all things martial arts and online coaching related. Excellent. Uh, I have been Ken McGuire. He has been Miles Price. This has been All Things MMA and we will do it again next week. Good luck.